Hello, beautiful people. I'm Patrick. And I'm Wojciech. And you are listening to Brains and Beard Show. Episode number 11 on Code Reviews. Enjoy! <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah, I don't have the Rubik's Cube to, to hold my phone, so I don't, it's not a professional recording studio, unfortunately. Hey, Patrick, uh, how are you doing today? Hey, Wojciech, I'm doing very well, thank you. And you? Ah, it's, it's fine. It's, uh, uh, the weather is not that great, but just a few days and it should get better. But for now, it's gray and gloomy. But it's fine. Such a gray and gloomy weather is perfect for talking about something as annoying as code reviews, right? But they can be as well nice. They don't have to be annoying. Yeah, I usually <laughs> think of them about like somebody's looking at my code and like figuring out uh, some bullshit reasons why it's not the greatest code ever and I cannot like merge directly to production uh, <laughs> straight away. But yeah, I see that you have a different experience with them. Uh, yeah, uh, not always. I, I know what you're <laughs> talking about, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just joking. But it's true, we're going to talk about code reviews. Maybe let's start on saying a few words about why do we do them at all. Yeah, so if you boil it down to to, to the essence, it would be like um, we do the, the goal is that to have the best possible um, best possible code merged into the master. And um, I really liked what you shared uh, in the other time on, in our, the other day in our um, space. It was a pyramid of Maslow, um, but with the twist uh, that was the kind of pyramid of code review. So if you don't know uh, Maslow's pyramid, it's, um, I really love this concept. It basically shows you that um, you has a different, different levels of acting in the world. And in order to go from the bottom of the pyramid to the top of the pyramid, you have to fulfill the goals. So at the top of the bottom, there is something like spiritual and art and this kind of things, but you're not going to care about it if you didn't fulfill the, the bottom of the pyramid, where it's basically you are not thirsty, thirsty, you are not hungry, you are not bleeding, you had enough sleep and this kind of things. I thought the bottom of the pyramid was uh, phone charged and Wi-Fi connection. And <laughs> after that, you have like food and uh, and uh, and drink. But yeah, I think that's the same concept, except like different people have it uh, structured a little bit differently. Yeah, so I, I really like the concept because you can structure it, uh, you can structure it in uh, different ways. And what you shared was about the code review, and I just pull pull it uh, in front of me. Um, so, so this guy described it as the bottom, as, as, as the first thing you have to fulfill is the, the correctness of the code, then is it secure, then the code has to be readable, uh, and then elegant and altruist. And everything is, I guess, self-explanatory apart of the altruist. And so, so just you have an idea what it's about. Uh, it's about uh, leaving the code base in a better place where you found it. So the Boy Scout rule. Yes, it's like improving documentation as well and, and uh, cleaning up on use code and this kind of things. So yeah, so this would be the goals, like a very strict uh, goals of the code review. This is, we're doing the code review in order to, to get all these values inside of the code base. The goal of code review is not to have an, a code 
merged, which uh, is looking exactly as you would uh, write it, because everybody has different opinion a little bit about the code, and everybody's gonna write it a little, a little bit different. And uh, to be totally honest, not mine, not your, no, nobody else code is perfect, and there is no point of, of arguing uh, about. Uh, um, objective stuff that we would say in the code review and the second thing is uh, what is very uh, for me very important is that uh, we don't uh, write these code reviews we don't reviewing the code for for uh, computers it's not like a one computer speaks to the, another computer and ask him for uh, can you review my code and they are totally objective and don't have any feelings so in our case uh, usually the code is written by a human and then it's reviewed by another human and uh, so for me, the goal of merge of reviewing a merge request is uh, about, um, yes, securing all the values of the, this Maslow pyramid, but as well, uh, is about caring about the other person on the other side of the wire. And where, especially right now, where we work so often remotely um, that we cannot basically see in which mood somebody comes to, to office, perhaps, you know, like, if you would see the person say, oh, this person today is in a very bad mood, or had a like, really rough night or whatever, so perhaps uh, if they're going to write something to me, I shouldn't take it 100% seriously because, you know, perhaps they had like a bad, um, bad night. Um, right now, in these times, in the pandemic times, that perhaps you never met the person you're working with you before in person. So basically, you, it's very hard to judge how they react and in this environment where many things are in written form, it's very easy to, uh, you know, hurt somebody's, hurt somebody's feelings or perhaps misjudge uh, a comment for an attack um, because the, the words doesn't convey feelings very well if you are not skilled in written communication. And to be honest, many of us are not. Like the developers don't usually um, don't get many classes or cor courses about like how do you um, communicate very well, right? We are not perhaps the PR people or marketing people of the of the companies. Um, so yeah, so for this is something very important to me um, to keep in mind, and this is what uh, I wanted to talk about it about the human part of the code review and the opportunity to teach, opportunity to learn from it, and um, having fun in, at work basically, and still keeping the values uh, of a good quality. That's a very nice uh, general picture. I would dig in a bit into different parts of code review that I see often being problematic, like different developers or different teams have different views on the subject. Is code review necessary for every single change that we do? For example, if I'm just doing a release of a mobile app and I'm just bumping the version number, do, you have, do I have to create a merge request with that or can I just uh, push it to master? That's a very good question, and I don't know. Because <laughs> first of all, you have to somehow um, specify that in the GitLab and or GitHub that this kind, kind of commit can be pushed. And usually the specification is that you cannot do it, and it's, a pro, you know, it's disabled this way. So you have to kind of build in a, a gateway for some special commits to, to pass the, the quality control. 
and go straight to the master. That is the first thing. Can you do it or can you not do it? Mm-hmm. It depends on the organization, I guess. The second thing is like, yes, I would totally trust you to, to push such a commit and I'm sure no, nothing will be broken. But if we work with people who are coming from um, from web and this kind of things, and uh, you know, if we script everything for them and they can release the application without any problem, and there's still going to be some artifacts which has to be committed and um, things to be bumped, but not more than necessary. Like, for example, if for whatever reason uh, you do yarn install and it produces some artifacts, like uh, the yarn lock is changed and so on, I, yes, I wouldn't like that to be bumped um, into a simple... I, I mean, it shouldn't be committed into a simple... shouldn't be added into a simple commit which is then, you know, like uh, with a title, oh, it's a bumping of the version because it's not, it's more than that. So I guess once everybody is skilled with that, I think I wouldn't have a problem to this kind of commits to be pushed because usually it's, uh, you have to push it and say in the channel, hey, somebody please, please come and, you know, uh, open it and just press a button and people doing that and then you have to go and merge it and it's like, a little bit pointless, I would say. But what's what's your opinion about it? I'm very strict. I think a rule is a rule. So if we're doing code reviews for everything, we're doing it for everything. I used to be very more flexible on that. Like if somebody feels it can go directly on master, it probably can go directly on master. But just before Easter, I was uh, working on an application. We submitted it to the to the, the, the Apple store and we got some like uh, bullshit rejection because an SDK that we're using is using something, something. And it was uh, like one day before, uh, in the afternoon, just before the Easter holidays. And it was pretty clear what we have to fix, like what has to be done. And somebody wanted to like speed up the process and they created a quick fix that fixes it. And they did the merge request, but there was nobody to approve. Then they so and they had like admin rights on GitLab, so they just like click disabled the rules and merged it. And turns out that in this merge request that nobody has seen, they managed to disable the fast lane certificate handling, and they overwrote it with automatic code signing, which broke releases on Bitrise. And at the same time. The fix was only three lines, but they mistakenly only committed the one line change in one file and not the two lines in the other file. So the fix actually did not fix anything. <laughs> and and then on the Tuesday after Easter, where we came back to work, we not only had to roll back the, those changes, but to do them again properly with the code review and get it to merge. So instead of saving the time with a really simple fix, uh, it was the the opposite, and I'm laughing like it's uh, it's a story that could happen uh, to anyone, and probably it happened to me multiple times. Just uh, I don't remember, I don't have it that fresh in memory like things that happened a few weeks ago. It's fairly easy to click and approve on a commit that bumps the version, and it's a small price to pay for like consistency. I, I think uh, I like the motto. If you want to go fast, you have to go slow because slow is smooth and smooth is fast. If you're trying to go really fast, uh, you're going to trip over and hurt yourself. 
And sure. if you get really good at going slowly, then your your speed is gonna in, in, increase and everything is gonna be like smooth and easy to do. So I think uh, I think I would do it for every change because it's just a simpler setup than figuring out what where's the line where that what can be the exception or not. Yeah, true. And I really like the saying: the older I am, the the more I and the more li I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a great motto, not just for for programming. Okay, second uh, question, also controversial. If I'm reviewing a merge request, should I run the code myself to see if it works, or should I just review the code because if it's it's code review? I like to test the code which I reviewing. Uh, if we are not like in some crazy mode. Uh, but it's a crazy mode, you know, just push, 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 and merge, and merge, and merge, then I like to, to test the code because I tend to find things um, a little bit, uh, perhaps a, a disclaimer, I, I, I'm a certified tester. I done it on some point, and I think I have a little bit an eye to, uh, to how to break the app and what cases are, are worth a while to test and so on. So I tend to find things. Uh, which I, uh, when I review somebody else's code. So I like to do it. And um, yes, it's uh, especially if you have to test it on two simulators, because I, I don't test, uh, I don't do these things on the real devices, that would be too long. But uh, if I have to open it into simulators and perhaps even free, if I want to see it in very small screen sizes, how it performs, um, then yeah, it takes time, but uh, I still like to do it. I like when people do it, uh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> but so yeah, uh, I think the general rule we have in our company is that the developer who wrote the code is responsible for making sure that it works. And so if you're issuing the merge request, you have to be like confident that it works. If it's a very small change that doesn't do anything visual, maybe it's fine if you don't run it locally on both platforms, but it's the developer's choice. As a code reviewer, I don't feel like I have to run it mm -hmm. like uh, uh, on every single merge request. Sometimes it's enough for me to take a look at the code and I know, yeah, this looks fine. Like I don't see anything that could be an issue here or like that's an obvious typo or something like this. Uh, but if it's a feature or if it's something visual or, or in, especially if it's something interactive, then I run it. And uh, I don't run it on both platforms unless I'm suspe suspicious that something's not going to work. But usually I would just spin up at least one simulator and click it through and play around, do some exploration about the edge cases. And I think it's a good idea to to do it. Sometimes we're working with developers from other teams from that have a lot of like backend experience that are helping out with the app. And if you're coming from the backend, the situation is much clearer. Like if you have tests for it and they are passing, then like 95% of the time it's correct. You don't have to like run it on the real server to test. Like usually the, the, the unit tests are enough to figure out whether your code is working or not. And on the mobile, it's not that simple because you can have passing tests, but still some quirk of the device and quirk of the environment is gonna mean that 
there's something you you missed. It's very difficult to mimic the whole the whole platform ecosystem in a, in a unit test. Working with people like this, uh, I think it's very important to to very well test their code when you're reviewing it. Also with junior developers, something like this. If you have an experienced team of and you know that they ran it multiple times and the merge request is simple, I will probably not spend time running it. But if I have any doubts, then, then yeah, uh, I think it's reviewers' responsibility to to make sure that what they approve works. So basically, the answer is it depends, and the more experience you have, it the 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 less or the more fine you can adjust this rule. I would say. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I think the the less experience you have, the more you. Sh- no, it's I, I, no, it's very. Uh, elitist to say something like this that the more experience you have the less uh, the less you have to run it in the simulator uh, <laughs> because it, and it's also not true uh, I think uh, whenever you're in doubt you should you should run it in the simulator and preferably like whenever you have the time you you should do it so unless it's obvious you don't have to you should yeah yeah, I'm sorry for not giving such a, such a straightforward answer like with the previous questions that you have to code review every single change, but yeah, uh, life is not that uh, straightforward, I guess. But I guess if you say so many times you should, you should, and I guess you, it's better to do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. If you're looking for a simple answer. So, sometimes I worked on the teams where the problem is that... Uh, like people were pushing merge requests without testing them appropriately, hoping that the code reviewers would test it. And the code reviewers were not testing it because they assumed the developers like tested it when they pushed it. Uh, and in the end, like there were obvious bugs landing on, like for the PO to figure out. Uh, so, and it's always much faster to fix a bug the earlier you find it. So if the developer finds it, it's faster. Uh, if you find on a code review, it's a bit slower, but it's still fast because it's before merging the code. But if the product owner finds it on a production version and like has to create the ticket and all this bullshit, then yeah, it's the slowest way off. Yeah. No, no, the slowest way is that if the user finds it. <laughs> okay, so perhaps uh, we can, you know, distinguish the things. Uh, some we have some suggestions, and we can you know, perhaps. Uh, um, organize them into categories like do more of this and the other category will be do less of that. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, sure. Give me some tips. Okay, so I will start with uh, the one of the do mores and uh, this is something which uh, I really like um, to do. I know it costs a lot of time, but I think it's very valuable because it's an opportunity to learn and to teach uh, things. So I would say... say you should do, or we all should do, uh, we should all lead a little bit more by example. And it's a, it's a, a little bit a game of words because what I meant is as well writing more examples uh, in, inside of your comments. So um, instead of telling you how oh, it would be better to perhaps do this and that, um, well, why not take, uh, if you already know what it should be done and you have it in your mind, so why not to open the, the a code editor and just test it out and uh, paste the answer. It doesn't have to be like a fully uh, fleshed out answer. It can be even a pseudo code or something like that. But, you know, instead of formulating something vague in your uh, in written form, uh, perhaps 
why not to paste in uh, some snippet, uh, which uh, will be more helpful, I guess. Perhaps, uh, you know, can um, present some new APIs, like, for example, uh, if somebody is always doing, um, you know, B equal uh, from in test, there are many more matches which will produce better results if a test fails and you could suggest them in the match request. That's a great place to, to do it. I hate it when somebody suggests a change in the code review that I've already tried and I know it doesn't work. So, and uh, uh, I also know that I'm guilty of doing this in the past. Sometimes we feel like, oh, it's so much hassle to check out the branch and check in the code editor to mm -hmm. like, you think you, uh, oh, you can just rewrite this line like that. And if you actually tried to rewrite this line in your own editor, you will see like uh, uh, Slint screaming at you that this is not correct. Or like you don't sometimes, a lot of times, you don't even have to run this code of yours to see that it doesn't it doesn't really work or it's not that simple. Uh, but still, sometimes uh, we just offer a suggestion without thinking this through. Um, and uh, I think unless we're like 1000% sure that uh, we're right and it's going to work, and maybe it's better to, to check it out and see how it influences the rest of the code. Because for example, like you have a component where that has a lot of properties, props passed into it. And you might write a suggestion, a suggestion, oh, why don't you remove this prop to reduce the, I know, prop drilling or something. Maybe you should like open the code editor and see what happens if you remove this prop and like what other things you have to do. Maybe like you have to store it in the global app state instead and it's a worse solution. And so yeah, be, be careful with the, with your suggestions. They are not, they are not free to evaluate, right? You don't have to offload this effort to, to the developer who actually wrote the code. Yeah, so the another point of do more list, I would say, um, I would suggest uh, spend more time inside of, uh, well, while doing the code review, because a rushed code review is just uh, just a source of all evil, which we're gonna perhaps talk about uh, in the point of which we shouldn't do so much, um, because it's uh, it just makes the whole process very long. Uh, and if you can spend some quality time writing your comments, checking it out, as you said, you know, thinking a little bit about before writing something down, uh, everybody has will have a better time. I think also it's important to note that it is okay to write your comments on the code review, like what you would like to change, and also approve the pull request at the same time. Code review is an asynchronous operation, but it's a blocking operation. So that the, until you're finished and you click the magic green button, the developer cannot merge their, their request. If you offer a suggestion and then he writes back and then you write back and like it's, it's like ping-ponging back and forth. What I like to do is uh, you look at this, the, the pyramid you mentioned, the Maslow's pyramid of code review. So to refresh, first three levels would be the code is correct. It does what it's supposed to do. The second, the code is secure. There are no security issues with it. Third one is the code is readable. And then you have two on top of it. The code is elegant and the developer is leaving the, uh, the code base in a better state. So for me, the first three things, the correct, secure, and readable are the deal breakers. Like if the 
code doesn't do what it's supposed to do, I'm not going to approve it. If there are security issues, I'm not going to improve it. If it's completely unreadable, I'm not going to approve it. And I will leave my comments and wait for the developer to make the changes before I click the magic green, green button when it's okay. However, I might leave a comment that uh, suggesting a more elegant solution or approach or something that can easily be fixed while we're touching this part of the code base. Uh, but I'm still gonna click the green button because even without those things, I'm okay with this pull request. Even if they don't, don't change it, it's already good enough to be merged. I'm just leaving my suggestions. If the de developer feels like doing it, here's the opportunity how they can make it even better. So, so I sometimes leave comments and approve the comment at the, uh, approve the merge at the same time and leave it to developer to decide whenever they want to, they want to merge it in. Yeah. That's a, the reducing the ping pong is super important in every aspect of the development process. This seems like good uh, examples of what we should be doing more, what we should be doing less. Okay. So my favorite uh, point on that list is the, I think uh, we should stop starting uh, the comments with why. Why uh, is this not green? Why is not uh, like? Uh, why is this like that? And and <laughs> it feels sometimes like okay, this this guy knows that I done something wrong, but he's not gonna tell me what is it. It's just why, and he's waiting me to me uh, waiting uh, for me to give a wrong answer perhaps, so he can then shine with his knowledge. I mean, it's a stupid, it's not like this always, but sometimes it feels like that. And for sure to many people, it will be like kind of making the, the an experience with code reviewing and not a nice experience. And I think we can do it better. I mean, this, uh, why comes many times from that, that people are in the hurry and, you know, starting with why and not giving an answer. A question, it's easier to write a fast question than, then flesh out a comment with perhaps suggestion what can be improved and so on. Um, but there are different ways to, to do it as well. I just wanted to say that uh, anybody with a sm small kid, they can tell you how annoying a simple why can be. <laughs> it's an it's a open-ended question that never finishes. Like you can uh, keep going with those whys uh, as long as you, you have the patience. I would also add one more thing you, we shouldn't start with, uh, and this would be you should. I don't know if many people get this, but for me, it's the, I take it as uh, somebody's telling me with the voice of God how the universe should be. I think programming is very rarely black and white, where there is a clear division what we should do and what you shouldn't do. I, I think a good comment tells you uh, what kind of bug or potential issue they see here. Like for example, oh, uh, if you if this number you're dividing by is zero and it can be zero because from the API, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if they give you a potential edge case or a bug, why it fails, it's a good start because they explain what the issue is. And then you can, after explaining what the problem is, you can offer a, a way of solving it. Yeah, so in this case of the why, sometimes you genuinely don't know why, but then you you ask in, you can ask it in that way. So, oh, I don't understand why we need this line. Uh, can you explain me? Can you help explain me um, what is this this code doing and so on? 
because if I have to approve something, I have to be able to understand it because perhaps uh, on the next day or in one week, I will need to fix it. So yeah, um, it's very good to idea to uh, approve a code which you understand. <laughs> so if you don't understand something, it's fine to ask in the code review, you know, about the things you don't understand, but make it clear. It's not about checking the the author of the code uh, about their knowledge, but uh, expressing your concern that you don't understand how it works and so on. Uh, okay, what about the comment that, that starts with? Have you considered doing X? For example, there are two ways of doing it. I don't particularly like the way it is done in the in the merge request. I like better the other option. I don't want to write, you should write it like this. And usually I would frame it as, have you considered doing it like this? Because maybe they had, maybe they did consider doing it and there is a reason that I don't see why it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they haven't considered and they like it, or maybe they haven't considered, but they don't like it and they're not going to change anything. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty open-ended because it can be answered with, yeah, I did consider, I don't like it. Uh, it's a fair way to answer this question. Yeah. I wanted to comment on one thing that I guess a lot of people do is, put an emoji at the end of your mm -hmm. comment. And th there's this feeling that like when you write something that can be taken harsh, you just put a smiley face at the end and then you can say like, yeah, but it was a joke. Like, uh, But it's still harsh and it's still taken in a wrong way. And sometimes the this emoji at the end is like cherry on top of your passive aggressive uh, communication. And it actually makes things worse. And my personal rule is when... Uh, I notice myself doing something like this. I just delete the comment and I rewrite it in a nice way without using emojis. Like uh, I think uh, you 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 can't use emojis as to smoothen out your your communication. Like if you have to do it, it's probably a bad message already. That's a good example. Um, I don't know if you have this as well the the feeling, but sometimes for me is that uh, the code reviews feels a little bit like a game of favors. So, you know, like uh, <laughs> that uh, sometimes you, you you were so picky on one merge request and then uh, the next one you say, okay, I was picky in the other one and this one I will be okay a little bit more. Also, sometimes there are some like minor politics where uh, you're expected to assign reviewers to your code request and then you make a choice on who on the team is supposed to, is going to accept it and who might not like it. So better not to add him as the reviewer. I, I hate when, when you're supposed to do it. I saw two ways of, of doing it. They are nice. One is that uh, you're not assigning at all and you're like anybody in the team can can come in and approve it. And when they have the time, they will come and look at it. And that's fine. Or the second is if you want somebody to be assigned uh, on one team I worked with, they had the, you could assign like random developer group and it will randomize like three or four developers and assign it to them. So you're not making the choice yourself, but you it's made for you. And if you particularly want a particular team member to take a look at it, you can add them. Yeah, I think it's very important to, to be aware of that, that you don't have to uh, review something which you don't understand or perhaps uh, if there is a like very hard topic and uh, you know that somebody else was spending the last month working on this particular part of the code uh, you can basically suggest that uh, perhaps the other person should have a second look or just um, forward this this code review to somebody else 
One more controversial question to finish off with. Uh, is it okay to leave styling feedback? For example, you're missing a space here. Uh, it would be better if you sorted those imports or this blank line is not necessary. I, I think if they can be scripted, they should be scripted. If I get such a comment, like uh, because some things are hard to script, I never argue a bit about it. I always do as the, the code reviewer wants because I don't really care about it. I usually it's not a problem for me to change it. I hate it when I have to like rerun the end to end test, like they have to run on the CI, which mm -hmm. sometimes takes 20 mm -hmm. minutes. And in the meantime, somebody else uh, merges their code request. So I have mm -hmm. to rebase my branch to, because they have mm -hmm. a rule that like, you cannot have older code. It has to be up to the, when the, the, all those three things pile up, then I'm mad. Like I hate it. So for me, I I never leave, leave styling feedback. And if it's important for me, as you say, I would make a separate uh, pull request where it, where it's automated and just like run pretty across the whole code base and, for example, sort all the imports. And uh, if the team doesn't like to sort imports automatically, then they will tell me, and well, I'll have to live with it. There is always this this card uh, you come out of uh, jail free. Uh, so if you don't like a comment, you basically say, okay, uh, you, you basically can say, oh yeah, you're right, but I just opened a Jira ticket for it and here's the, the link. So we're going to fix it in the next, uh, for the next ticket. <laughs> or wait for other developer to approve the, your pull request and merge it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm sure all of us ha have done it at some point. Uh, I know I did. It's been fun. Uh, I hope we didn't uh, come off as the worst reviewers ever. I think we covered the subject pretty well. And I'm hoping this, those tips were useful for our audience. Uh, if you think there's something very important that makes code reviews much better, uh, write to us and we can issue a special uh, special podcast episode sharing your tip if it's really that mind-blowing. Emergency podcast. Public service announcement. And if it's not that mind-blowing, we're just going to use it ourselves and uh, we're going to make our li lives better. So uh, thank you in advance for that. It's pretty clear that we're not going to release the, an episode every week on Thursday, but more like every second week on Thursday. So we can be clear about that. Definitely one way or the other, talk to you on Thursday. Or Friday. <laughs> or Friday. Uh, thank you for your time, Patrick. As always, pleasure. Thank you. And uh, talk to you next time. Talk to, you next, talk to you next time. Bye bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to the episode. Please subscribe if you haven't yet, and if you like our show, consider sharing it with your friends. You will find notes to this episode on our page, brainsandbeards.com podcast, where you can as well leave us feedback or suggest a topic for the future episodes. We would be very happy hearing back from you. Stay safe and curious. Till the next one. Bye. Okay, yo, yo, chodzi dwa dziom, mość wegre walami dwem utrat hatongesa, jo się waroś, a mi ta nianki, idne welfeminke, da jo anianga, hol welong, edziut, marszok, mówię się rapować. <laughs> <laughs>